Good evening, Rabbi Sai. We are continuing along here, Bezer Hashem, Perek Shmini. We have three prokim to go in Sharaknia, dealing with humility. And here the Chavasavavas introduces a Chakira, two sides of a question, which he presents to start off this chapter. Avalim Hakniya Smucha Lamidis Hatoivais. In other words, is anova, is humility dependent on other good character traits? Or are other good character traits dependent on anova? What comes first? Does humility come first and then you can build from there to get to other worthy midas teves? Or does one have to have first midas teves? And then he starts working on another. And the truth is, the uh, famous Bryce of Rapinches Ben Yorah, which the Gemara Navidazoradav Chafamid Beis is uh, quoted over there, Rapinches Ben Yor, where Torah Mevili Dei Zrizus, Zrizus Zahiras, Zahiras Mevili Zrizus, Zrizus Lenikias, Nikias to Precious, Precious to Tahara, to Kedusha, and finally all the way up the the ladder to Chasidus to finally to get to Anova, which is one of the later one of the later Midas, Anova. So it seems to be and that's the whole Sefer Mesilus Yesharim is built on that Brisa, going through each one of those Midas till you get to Anova which then leads to Ruach HaKodesh. So it sounds like Anova is at the pinnacle. First you get all the other Midas, Tevis, and then you reach Anova. Is that the way it has to work? Or does Anova have to come first and then you have to build upon Anova to get to there? And if that would be the answer, then obviously the Anova, the Rabbinichas Ben and the Bryce is talking about is an entirely more sublime level of humility. Because actually that is what the Chavis is going to answer. That Anova has to be a prerequisite to any Avedis Hashem. One must have the element, the mindset of Anova before engaging in real Avedis Hashem. I will tell you in response to this question as follows. That is known to us. That the first thing what has to be established as a prerequisite in order to fulfill any Avedis Hashem from the person for a person to be able to be considered serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that the person is the Eved and Hashem is the Odoin. There is a master and there is a servant. That has to be the first thing, she is not that he has to remove from himself. He has to divest himself of any Midas any notion of mastership. The Oved is not a master. You're either a master or you're a servant. You're either you work for the person or you are the boss over the person. So the first thing in order to be able to say that we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to be the recognized master. He's Adoin Oilom. Like we say every morning and every evening. Adoin Oilom, he is the master of the world. That you can't be any service to Hashem that we can be considered an Eved unless we understand and take it upon ourselves, accept the yoke of 
being an Evid, and then be able to serve the Master. Many of the Rishonim already tell us that the reason why the Kodesh Baruch Hu sent us into Mitzrayim, all of the descendants of Avram Avinu, there were millions of Jews in Mitzrayim for 210 years. That was the short number, which should have been 400. 210 years we were in Mitzrayim. And Avram Avinu was told that your children will be there, Va'avodim, Ve'inu Oisam, Arba Me'eshana for 400 years, be Va'avodim, you will be in servitude, Ve'inu Oisam, you'll be oppressed, Va'achrechein Yeitzu Berechush Godel. But then you will grow out with great, go out with great wealth. And as the Mepharshim explained, great wealth, not only is monetary wealth, material wealth, but you're going to receive the Torah. But Mitzrayim itself was a a testing ground. There was a training ground to learn to learn what servitude is, to learn how to be an evid. In Mitzrayim, we understood we are not the masters. We don't make the decisions. We don't say where we should be at what time. I decide I want to go here today. I want to go there tomorrow. That can be. And evid is told what he has to do. And when one accepts someone else as the master, and he as the evid, there you first beginning to have service of Hashem. Because as we explained in an earlier parak, a person could do a lot of mitzvahs. He could do a lot of mitzvahs. But he feels that he's the decider of that. He decides, I decide I want to put on tefillin. I decide I want to keep Shabbos. He also could decide that uh, right now I don't want to hold back from speaking Lashon Hara. Once that, as Rabbi Yoyna writes in Shari Tshuva, if a person will say, I accept wholeheartedly 612 mitzvahs, but that 613, that one mitzvah that, that's found in the Torah somewhere, that one doesn't speak to me. It doesn't, go, it doesn't work well in my nature. The person is considered a rebel. Why? Because what Rabbi Yoyna explains is that because then even the 612, he's not doing it out of the, uh, the sense of avdus, out of the sense of I'm just serving somebody else. He decided that 612, I will decide to do them. That means he's considered a master over 613. One, he says no, and 612, he says yes. But that's not an employee. That's not a, a, an evid. That's a master who's deciding what to do. Um, uh, accepting Hashem as the master means Everything that Hashem says, Hashem says, put on tefillin. That's why I put on tefillin. Hashem says to keep Shabbos. That's why I keep Shabbos. Now, of course, we have to have the encouragement that we're going to get schar for it, and it's worth our while, and Hashem is only doing it for our good. But the mindset is that I am told what to do, and Hashem is the one who gives the orders. The yachid, so the first thing we have to divest ourselves from the midas ha'adnas. We can't be considered masters. The yachid, and we dedicate Hashem we make Hashem unique Bilvad is the only one and we accept upon ourselves all ideas of Avdus of servitude he says an interesting thing now when you talk about this relationship between a master and a servant is Mishara Mitztarif that's that's it's that's from the category of things that are combinations that you can't have one without the other. It's impossible. Just like 
in a marriage. A marriage means there are two partners, right? A marriage means there has to be, there is a husband and a wife, right? You, you can't be just a husband. The husband is just alone. That can't work. You need a husband and a wife, a wife and a husband. So in order to, to say that there is a marriage here, you have to have two partners to be involved in this in this marriage. So when you talk about an Evid and an Odoin, in a sense, Hashem cannot be an Odoin. Hashem cannot be a master unless we accept upon ourselves as being His Avodim, as being His servants. The person can't be called an Evid until he has a master. And even Hashem can't be called the, the, the title of master until he has an Evid. As the famous dictum goes, Ein melech um. You can't be a king without a nation. A person, he, you know, he can fly to, to Mars and put his flag in the ground and say, I am the king over Mars. That's very nice, but you're not really a king if you don't have all the Martians coming out and bowing down to you and say, okay, you're our master. So even HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though Hashem really is unique in that fact because Hashem really was the master and the king even before everything was created because he is the true master. But in terms of being considered a master in this world, it can only happen if we accept his sovereignty. We say, you're the king and we are your servants. It gives us a lot of power, right? There's many examples like this. You know, you can't have a... uh, Someone can't be a father unless he has a son, right? You can't be a son unless you have a father. So in, in relationships that necessitate two parties, you need both parties to accept upon themselves what they are. Now in a father-son relationship, it's pretty simple. Biologically, this is the father, this is the son. But the truth of the matter is, for the, for the son to treat the father as a father, and the father to treat the son as a son, that, that takes work. But the first thing is, the prerequisite is that we have to understand, he's the father, he's the son. And the, so, so too it is with us in HaKadosh Baruch We have to understand, we are the servant, and Hashem is the master. He gives an interesting example. Not our example of the father and the son, but a different example, which we could relate to, certainly. If you have a buyer and a seller, you can have a person who sets up his wares, and or he's a salesman. When he comes to your house and says, would you like to buy this vacuum cleaner? And Right now, he's not considered a seller. He's a salesman. He's attempting to make a sale. He's trying to make a sale. And this is the potential buyer. But they don't have a relationship of a seller and a buyer. Until the sale is made, this person doesn't have the title as the seller. Once you go on Amazon and you click buy it, right? Yes, which we do all too often, okay? Then, right away, then that seller becomes the seller and I'm the buyer. Only after that, that click of a button, only when that decision is made. So when the person decides, I'm buying this item, the other fellow becomes the seller. So the kainer, the buyer of Ha'akonu, is the one who sells it to him. You can't come one without the other. So it, it, it really emboldens us 
to understand how much power we have. That's what we say every day in the beginning of Sukkot de Zimra, Pasuk Vratehilim. Hashem says this, based through, through David HaMelech, Tenu oiz leiloikim. Give strength to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Which is a, an astonishing statement. We should give strength to Hashem. How can we give strength to Hashem? Hashem is the omnipotent one. Hashem is kaychi. To say kaychi vaytim yadi is considered heresy. We have any power? The answer is there is one area of power that we have. That we make Hashem our master. That's how we give strength to Hashem. There's only only way that you can give strength to Hashem is by giving Hashem the title of Odai. And therefore, to, to begin any type of work of serving Hashem, Anova has to come first. Because the understanding that we are not in charge, the understanding that we are not the master, but there's someone above us, is indeed the prerequisite to any service of Hashem, and therefore, you can have any establishment of any work from the person to Hashem. Until he accepts upon himself to be the Evid, the servant. How do you do that? And that's by being humbled, by feeling low, by the master of the universe. Before the master of the universe, before Kaddish Baruch who is the supreme master, we have to feel totally subservient, low, and humble. And again, to strip off from ourselves, to divest ourselves of any sort of mindset or trait of mastership. Greatness, exaltedness, and feeling big, proud, and glory, and splendor. All of those attributes are to be given to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Anything that we feel that we do get in some sort of measure in this world only comes through HaKadosh Baruch Hu investing it in us. We're still the servant, but we, Hashem is using us as a conduit to bring that out and bring out the glory of His name. This is the this is the uh, answer to his query that he began with, and he's going to explain a little bit more. We'll see that in Mitzrayim tomorrow night. But what comes first? Does humility come first, or does all other good character traits come first? Says Chavos it must be humility. The first thing it has to be that we accept upon ourselves, and that only happens through a sense of humility, a sense of lowliness from uh, before Hashem, and then we accept being. His servants, and he is the master. A good tenacta, by saying.